Today on Bread for the Broken with James Grizzle, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Galveston. Here's Enoch, got my baby boy, and his name has to be Methuselah. And it changes Enoch's life. Because for the next 300 years, 300 years, he walked not perfectly, but faithfully with God daily. Daily. Man, I'm. I have a hard time making it like a week. As Pastor James continues his teaching series, he'll be reminding you that all the heroes of the faith walked faithfully, not perfectly with the Lord. It's not about perfection. It's about being faithful and placing your hope in the sacrifice of Jesus alone. Enoch had faith, and it was proven by his long life of intimacy and fellowship with the Lord until he was taken up to be with him. God is still doing amazing things, even to this day. He didn't stop using his children who have faith to move mountains. Now turn in your Bible to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. As Pastor James continues his message, Heroes of the Faith, Enoch. So he fathered Methuselah. He walked with God. He fathered Methuselah. He lived for 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Verse 23. Thus, all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch, verse 24, walked with God. So it's repeated again. That's to place emphasis on this. And he was not, for God took him. Okay? So 65 years old, Methuselah is born. What is Methuselah? Why? That's a weird name. What's a weird name, dude? That's Methuselah. What does that mean? His death shall bring is what that name means. And it wasn't just like, you know what name sounds kind of cool? I was reading through this baby name book, and Methuselah just stood out to me. That's not how they did it back then. They picked his name because they were inspired to name him that. His death, Methuselah, his death shall bring. Okay, that's, that's one way, to, one way to, to translate that. I mean, it, there's other translations of that, but they all say the exact same thing. Meaning, in Methuselah's time, when he dies, something traumatic is going to happen. So Enoch was given a heads up at, at 65 years of age as he introduced, as his, you know, sees his, his son introduced to this world, and he names him Methuselah, meaning his death shall bring. So God in, had spoken to Enoch by way of this child, his firstborn child, judgment's coming, judgment's coming. And so there is some, you know, it's probably safe to say that that kind of maybe woke Enoch up a little bit to where he's like, I think I should follow you. I think I should walk with you. And that term walk actually goes back into, uh, it's the same term that was used when God showed up in the garden and was walking around in the garden looking for Adam and Eve. The same exact term, okay? 
This event changes Enoch's life, and he, he has a son. He doesn't know what this, obviously, he probably doesn't know exactly what that's going to mean. He does have a prophecy that we'll read in a second. But here's Methuselah. He doesn't know that he's going to live for, what, 969 years, okay? But he knows that this boy and his life, his birth on this planet is absolutely significant because when he dies, judgment is coming. Judgment is coming. It is interesting to note, if you look at a timeline of all the descendants, um, well, you know, of, of Enoch's, or I should, his, should say his ancestors, um, all of them die off before Methuselah dies. They all, like, perish before Methuselah dies, okay? Now, Noah, is obviously, is born after Methuselah, uh, will still be alive. But when, once Methuselah dies, then um, Seth has been gone, uh, Jared has been gone, uh, Enosh has been gone, Kenan has been gone, Mahaliel, he's been gone. They all died. They all lived extremely long lives. And they all, if you just look at a little chart, um, you'll notice that their, their time of, you know, like, when they die, it all, like... Nobody goes past Methuselah's death. This is all fascinating stuff, right? But here's Enoch, got my baby boy, and his name has to be Methuselah. And it changes Enoch's life. Because for the next 300 years, 300 years, he walked not perfectly, but faithfully with God. Daily. Daily. Man, I'm, I have a hard time making it like a week. Like a week, I'm like, every couple of days, I'm like, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing pretty good. And I look at Enoch, and Enoch's like, I got 300 years. I'm like, holy cow. Like, good grief. What a, what a, yeah, you belong in the, in the hall of faith. Yeah, you do. It's amazing. But he was devoted, committed to God. And, and we really think that that's attributed to this event that happens within his life because God speaks to him. I believe that God spoke to him and said, hey, look, I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you. And oh yeah, by the way, here's your baby boy. His name's Methuselah. And it means something for a reason because judgment's going to come. Oh, it's not going to happen for 969 years, but judgment's coming. And that just to me, that speaks of the grace and mercy of God. All you, have to do is, all you have to do is just keep reading from Genesis chapter 5. Just read Genesis chapter 6. Just read Genesis chapter 6. And you'll see like, man, God was gracious and compassionate. God is long-suffering. Because it gets bad. It gets really bad. But Enoch, was, he was just blessed with this, this tremendous experience of like, 65 years old, firstborn son, Methuselah, his death will bring. I mean, that's significant. Something's going to happen. I'm going to, man, I'm just going to, from this moment on, I'm going to devote my life to, I'm just going to walk with him. I'm going to walk with him. If, you, if you've ever gone walking with somebody, there, there are very important factors that have to be in place. First one is this. You have to be heading in the same direction. Because if you're not, then you're not walking with anybody, Okay. That you defeated the purpose of going on a stroll with somebody if they go that way and you go this way. You're not walking together, okay? That means you have to be in agreement of where you're headed. And if you're going to walk with God, you have to agree with the direction he has set. 
He doesn't walk with you. You walk with him. He sets the path. His light enlightens the way. It's the lamp into our steps, right? It's his word. It's his direction. It's his path. It's his will. We walk with God. We walk with him. And you can't walk with him if you disagree with him. It's another good little lesson for us. There are things that happened in my life that he allows to happen in my life that I don't understand, that I may not agree with. But here's what I have to do. Ultimately, and I would encourage if this is you, in the matter of moments, you have to, you have to establish within your heart, you're wrong, he's right. He knows what he's doing. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. I don't, I'm not saying you have to like it, but it's his will. It's his way. We walk with him. And you can't walk with him if you disagree with him. This is a really good lesson for churches today. Because there's too many churches filled with people who don't agree with God at all. And help, tell me how you're walking with him if you don't agree with him. Well, I don't agree that. I don't agree with the Bible. Really? His word? You don't agree with him. Then you, I can't confidently say that you're walking with him. And I know that's a harsh statement. But that's a gut check we all need, especially within the Church of America today. If you don't agree with the Bible, I question on whether or not you're actually walking with God. And that should be a wake-up call for each and every one of us. There are things about the Bible that I just don't understand. But isn't that where faith comes into play? There's things in the Bible that I just like, oh, Lord, why? Why that? I don't know. But ultimately... I want to be step for step with him on this walk, on this walk. I'm going to throw down. I'm going to throw a fit like a little toddler at times. I, like, that's the reality, right? We all do that. Sometimes we even, we're going to trip up along the way and all that good stuff. And praise God, he's so gentle and he picks us up and he dusts us off and all that good stuff. And he is even patient to wait out our tantrums, okay? But here's the deal. He's God. We walk in step with him. He doesn't follow us. He doesn't follow us. And there's, we really got to get this in our heads and our hearts, uh, especially us modern-day Christians in a modern-day church, where it's like, if I look on Instagram, it seems like, wait, is God following you? Or are you following God? Because I, it, it's only one way. We follow him. Now, he'll chase you down when you, you know, when you wander off like that one sheep. He knows how to pursue and chase you down, but he's not following you. He's rescuing you. So I think this is all like, you know, kind of goes back to that personal holiness thing. God says, I am holy, therefore be holy. I'm walking this way. You want to come with me or not? Yeah, I want to follow you. Exactly. Then follow him. Follow him. Jesus made that proclamation to his disciples. Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Not like, hey, where are you guys going? Can I tag along? <laughs> That's not how it works with Jesus. That's not how it works with God. It's like, no, you, you want to be my disciple? Then you follow me. You follow me. And that means there's an absolute surrender to all of our plans, so to speak. You can have plans. You can have dreams. All that good stuff. But ultimately, we lay down those things to follow after him. 
the beauty of walking with, with God is sometimes those hopes and those dreams and those plans, they get fulfilled down the road. Just maybe not in our timing, but he's got a whole other route he wants to take us on. Enoch walked with God. And it says that in, in Genesis chapter 5, it says it twice so that we would get it. He walked with God. He walked with God. And that speaks of a relationship. He had a relationship, a real personal relationship with God Almighty. That we don't see that mentioned of anybody else. And I'm not saying they didn't have a relationship with God, but I do think it's interesting to note that you get all the way to Genesis chapter 5 before you hear of anybody walking with God. Okay? And Enoch was the guy, Methuselah comes onto the scene. We know that when Methuselah died, 969 years, when he died, the flood was coming. You look at the chronological chart, uh, we know that Methuselah, when he was 80, 187 years, he, he gave, you know, he fathered Lamech, right? And then uh, Lamech would go on to give birth to a pretty popular Bible character, one we'll cover not next Thursday, because it's Good Friday. Um, but he would go ahead and father this guy named Noah. And so obviously, it was in the days of Noah that uh, the flood would come, OK? Um, so this, that's what happened. It, Methuselah, he, he, he lived, and he died. And then once he died, then judgment, judgment did come. It did come by way of a flood. Look at Jude. Jump all the way to the back in your exorcist, biblical exercise here tonight. Jude's, uh, it's, it's only one chapter, so it's easy to miss. Right after, you got 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, and then Jude, page 1320. Probably not in your Bible. <laughs> That's what it is in mine. Jude's a fascinating letter. Our ladies just went through this study on their, their uh, Bible study. Um, in Jude, and I, I referenced this before, but in verse um, 14, verse 14 and 15, speaking of these like uh, troublemakers, I'm going to call them troublemakers within the church, okay? These bad guys within the church. It says in verse 14, it was also um, about these that Enoch, same guy, Enoch, but there's going to be clarification because there's technically two Enochs in Genesis. There's two. Enoch, the seventh from Adam. Why the clarification? Because, uh, because Cain had a descendant named Enoch as well. And he built cities and all this good stuff. He was famous, right? But Jude is, is making a clarification of like, no, 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 no. This isn't about like being famous or anything. This is about the one who is connected to Adam by way of Seth, okay? So it's Enoch, seventh from Adam. He prophesied saying, Behold, the Lord comes with 10,000s of his holy ones to execute judgment on all, on all, and to convict all the ungodly of all their, uh, their deeds of ungodliness that they have committed in such an ungodly way, and all the harsh things that the ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Ungodly is mentioned four times right there. Okay? But this, is, this comes from Enoch from way back in the day. And yes, he could have been speaking of the generation in which he lived, and there's some truth to that, but we know that it absolutely fits in with the return of Christ. Because, I mean, it doesn't get any clearer than this. 
where it says he comes back. The Lord will come back with 10,000s of his saints, his holy ones, those who walk with him. Those who walk with him. You, you can look over into, you don't have to turn there now, but into Revelation. There's, it's very clear towards the end of Revelation that Jesus does come back and he's got his army with him, so to speak, of these holy ones. Hopefully, you have it set that you are part of that army, right? Through your devotion and surrender to Christ and that you actually walk with Christ. But this is Enoch. Enoch, he made this prophecy thousands of years ago. This is the only thing we have recorded from this guy, Enoch, who walked with God. He probably said, oh, of course, he said other things. And some of those other things were recorded and all that good stuff. But the Holy Spirit saw fit to just pull this one thing out that he had said. And it was a prophecy concerning the end times. But I, I just find it amazing. Here's this man who had a relationship with God. He walked with God, and God spoke to Enoch. And God even gave Enoch a heads up of like, hey, look, um, this doesn't really affect you all that much. Like right now, you'll be coming back with me, but I'm going to just give you a heads up. Um, yeah, judgment will be coming. In the end of it all, and concerning all the ungodly ones, and, and he, he clarifies that in this prophecy. You know, the ungodly of all their deeds of ungodliness, and it committed such in such an ungodly way, and all the harsh things the ungodly sinners have spoken against him, him being Jesus, uh, God lets Enoch know, this is what's going to happen in the end. This is what's going to happen in the end. And Enoch, whether he wrote that down or obviously he audibly shared that with other people, and that was carried on from generation to generation and preserved. And then you have Jude here at the, you know, towards the close out of, well, for the most part of the New Testament. Um, I'm not saying chronologically, but structurally of where it's at within our Bibles, at the end, uh, he's letting us know, hey, he's already let humanity know that judgment's coming. Judgment's coming. And this comes from a guy who walked with God. And this comes from a guy that his name ends up in Hebrews chapter 11 as an example for you and for me to live like Enoch. Live like Enoch. Pursue the Lord. Pursue God. Uh, daily pursue God. Um, man, make it your ambition to walk with God. Walk with God. And it's not all that complicated. Sometimes it's just as simple as like rolling out of bed and being like, all right, Lord, here I am. I'm going to open up your word. I need you to speak to me. And that's, you got numero uno. Like you got to start there. Holy Spirit, please teach me from this book, please. Because you and I are not smart enough, right? We need all the help we can get. And the Holy Spirit's the teacher. And so we, we just roll out of bed and we say, all right, Lord, man, I, I just want to walk with you today. Where are you headed today, Lord? Can I come along? Can I come along? You know what he's going to say to you? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go and, and get ready for an adventure because it is an adventure walking with God, right? You, I mean, you're not always going to open up the scriptures and be blown away by this revelation of like, cool, yeah, I can't. Oh, Leviticus is amazing. It's not always going to happen like that. Or you go through numbers and you're like, good grief, how many numbers? I don't care about these people and their genealogy. Like, how many numbers? Lots of numbers. It's not always going to be like, wow, this, and man, put that on a coffee mug and all that. 
But it's not about that. It's about just showing up. It's about showing up, and it's about just surrendering to the Lord, saying, all right, today, Lord, what do you want to do today? Can I walk with you today? Where are you headed? I want to go. God doesn't mind tagalongs. He doesn't mind tagalongs. He doesn't get annoyed with you and with me. He doesn't get annoyed with us. So if you think you're annoying God by every day saying, God, hey, God, can I follow you today? He will never get annoyed with you. In fact, he probably thinks it's pretty cute that you would actually want to spend time with him. But that's what Enoch did. I, I can envision Enoch, day 300, day 301. All right, God, where are we going today? Where are we going today? Oh, let's, you know, hey, let's, let's go out into the field. Let's go do this thing. That, oh, that, oh, that's it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's not always, we're not always killing giants. We're not always, you know, doing these, you know, bringing down city walls and all. It's not always those things. Some days it's just the simple things of just going on a stroll with him just so he can speak to you and so he can speak to me. His walk with God was a lifestyle, a lifestyle that lasted 300 years. It was a lifestyle. There was a commitment there on his part, on Enoch's part. God wasn't going to make him walk with him. Um, he's not going to make you walk with him. It's something that you and I are invited into. We're invited into it. And, and it's a great thing when, when we say yes to that and, and when we go on these strolls with God, so to speak, throughout this life. Man, with somebody who, who wants to be with you, that's amazing. That's a great thing. And I would say... I don't know where you're at in your relationship with the Lord. Maybe you've been walking with God for many years now. I would encourage you to never to lose sight of that, of how precious that is. Just to wake up every morning, every day, whatever point in time in the day, you know, you get to hang out with him. And just to know, like, I'm just going to go on a stroll with God. Here I am, God. What do you want to say to me? What do you have for me? You want to answer this prayer today? No? Okay, cool. I'm just going to keep showing up then. I'm going to keep walking with you. Because wherever you're headed, I want to be there. Wherever you're headed, I want to be there. And that's a nice thing. We, Nellie and I got to go on a walk the other day. We got busted by Shannon. And um, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> my brain is marked. But no, I was, all I can picture is the golf cart in my brain now. Um, they were just cruising around on the golf cart that I thought was really cool. Um, for whatever reason, that just popped in my head. But Shannon and Mark were out there. But Nellie and I got to go walk on the beach. And it's obviously it's something we love to do. We never do it, but it was something we love to do. Um, but what was nice about that was we started off and we headed in the same direction. We got to where we wanted to go and we turned around and we came back. And there was some talking and all that good stuff. There was no like elaborate, like great depths or anything. Like It was just simple. It was just simple. And I love that about my relationship. I love that about my relationship with my wife. I love that about my relationship with Jesus. It's just sometimes it's just simple things. It's just hanging out with them. That's it. You know, I'm not, I don't need a prophecy concerning the end times. We have all that we need concerning that. I just like to hear from them sometimes say, you know what? love you. I'm proud of you. Hey, keep going. Let's keep going. Sometimes that's all I need. That's all we need from the Lord, right? Oh,
When you think about the heroes of faith, who pops into your mind? Abraham, surely, and that's probably quickly followed by Isaac and Jacob, just out of habit. Then we have Joseph and Moses and David. In this series, Pastor James Grizzle is telling the stories of the heroes of the faith, and you'll find all the regulars. But then there also is going to be one or two that you might not instantly think of. How often did you think of a prostitute when you were listing your heroes? The writer of Hebrews did. You've been listening to Bread for the Broken in a series that you just won't want to miss. Bread for the Broken is a ministry out of Calvary Galveston in Galveston, Texas. For those of you that are in the area, we would love to see your face this Sunday. We meet every Sunday at 10 in the morning and every Thursday at 7 in the evening. We like to keep faith simple and uncomplicated. So if you're looking for that and a laid-back atmosphere, you'll be right at home with us. To find out more, head on over to breadforthebroken.com. Once again, that's breadforthebroken.com. While you're there, look around a little. You'll find our location, a bunch of archived messages, and a place to give to the ministry. We'd love to have you partner with us as we magnify the Lord Jesus together. For those of you that can't make it in person, don't worry. We live stream all of our services just for you. So find us on Facebook today. And with that, we've come to the end of our time together today. We're so glad that you decided to spend your day with us. See you next time, right here on Bread for the Broken. Let me paint the picture of you, man. I love that and give it